These days, replacing appliances can be a major headache. It feels like the cards are stacked against you. But at Warner Stallion, the only thing we stack are the savings. Our appliance specialists will help you choose from the area's best selection. You'll enjoy instant savings. Then we stack savings of $50 to $500 for each appliance. That's up to $3,900 with stacked savings you can't get elsewhere. You can trust Minnesota's original appliance specialist, Warner Stallion. X's and O's with Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell on the Minnesota Vikings radio network. Now from the TCO studios in Egan, here is the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network is in the air and uh, we welcome you to the TCO studios with uh, Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. I'm Paul Allen. And the Vikings take on the L.A. Chargers this weekend. This show's courtesy of the Minnesota Lottery. And uh, by golly, anything can happen when you say I'm in. With the new Vikings scratch game, you can win $100,000. I'm in. Learn more at mnlottery.com. Dalton Reisner, new offensive lineman for the Minnesota Vikings. This this, uh, is astounding to me. Uh, 62 starts. Uh, 3,900-ish snaps, including special teams. Only seven penalties against him in four years. And I know he messed up his UCL in his left arm, but you're not asking him to pitch game one of the World Series. So how, why, how was he available, and how do you think he can help? Yeah, I have always had a lot of respect for Dalton as a player. Um, we have some coaches here who have coached him in the past, uh, you know, Chris Cooper and Justin Riscotti, uh, Curtis Modkins were all around him in Denver. Um, basically, you know, going back a, a pretty long way now, we had kind of identified Dalton as a, a potential addition to our team. Uh, we're always looking for ways uh, to possibly promote competition, see if we can get the, you know, what, what that best five looks like can mm-hmm. look a lot of ways. Uh, we know having Christian Derisaw and Brian O'Neill at the tackle spot gives yep. us kind of pillars outside. Um, and, and with Garrett's injury kind of right now being a little bit of an unknown, and then we lose Ole, uh, it provided us with, a, a, I never want to call it an opportunity, but yeah. um, it provided a real path to being able to add a player like Dalton. With his versatility, mm-hmm. he, I know where he's played uh, predominantly his whole career, but you know, you talk to him and he's very smart. Um, capable of playing multiple spots and and anytime you can add right. a player with this kind of experience at this right. point in the season um, credit to Quasi and, and his staff for for getting that done and uh, can't wait to get him going yeah and and again I'm not trying to make the guy sound like a combo between Steve Hutchinson and Randall McDaniel however and I also know when you sign somebody into the season and they're on the roster week one it's guaranteed the whole year but you just don't generally see numbers like that available yep. so Welcome to the Covenant, Dalton Reisner. Uh, Your take give being minus six and your points differential right around that number. I got to be honest with you. You just don't see take gives at a a number that are by a points differential really at any part of the season. You don't see that too often, do you? No, and I think... you know, after two weeks and, and not getting the results that we've wanted here, I, I think it would be easy uh, for us to look at some of those numbers. I mean, I think, you know, we've lost by a combined nine points in the plus six turnover differential. Uh, those, that's pretty, 
historical as far as the difference between uh, that number. Uh, normally, if you're 0-2 with a plus 6 turnover, or minus 6, I should say, uh, turnover differential, you're looking at losing games uh, and, and really not even being competitive. I think it's been a, a credit to certain phases of our team being able to try to overcome, but uh, quite honestly, we've just set ourselves behind, missed some scoring opportunities at some critical moments uh, that, that whether it's at the end of the first half, two straight weeks, we've had uh, a turnover basically inside the one-yard line with an interception in week one, and then the unfortunate, you know, explosive by J.J. down to the pylon, and, and uh, you know, you watch a lot of games this week, MPA, you see a lot of people reaching the ball out at the pylon and yeah. being patted on the back for it, winning games in Detroit, uh, you know, maybe uh, even last, you know, watching the, some of the games Monday night. Um, it's just one of those things where when it happens, you coach it, you talk about it, but these guys are ultimate competitors. But when you think about those kind of flips that have happened in the game, whether Tampa Bay, being able, you, you could be up 17-3 at half, you're yeah. not. That's crazy. Um, you know, Philadelphia could be up 14-10 on the road even after uh, two, two, uh, two turnovers in that football game. So uh, the way I look at it, uh, we cannot seek comfort in using those as excuses. Uh, we have to find the way uh, to acknowledge what has happened as our reality because that is the honest truth. That is what we are as a football team. Yeah. Um, but we can also acknowledge um, that if we can do things just a little bit better, coach them a little bit better, emphasize certain things, actually able to get back on the practice field this week, um, my hope is that we can start playing a little bit cleaner, uh, getting back to the principles of our football philosophy, which is being all about the football, being situational masters, not only at the end of games, um, but how about the end of the first half, into the second half, that middle eight that we've really struggled in, which um, you know are very, very important to how you need to win when you're playing complimentary football. It all comes together, uh, and I, I just view it as adversity hits for teams at different times. Uh, it seems to be uh, absolutely warranted, but uh, you know it can feel a little bit of a panic when it happens the first two weeks of the season instead of in week 10 or 12 or 14. Um, we've got to acknowledge that. We've got to stand up man for man in this building, and everybody's got to do just a little bit more, coaches and players, and, and we're going to be okay. Well, it's, and it's unfortunate that the details of everything you just laid out are the reason you're 0-2. I mean, I know it's a detail-oriented game, and you can be like, yeah, but on defense this happened and this happened, and Brandon dropped in the punt. But, but, I mean, a minus six with all these fumbles and you're set and, and where you were setting up shop <laughs> on some of these to do, to do some damage, I mean, it's just very unfortunate. Yep. And the, the overarching point here, it, that's the overarching point, but you, you, Kirk's game at Philly was so good, yeah. you know, and you, you've obviously watched a lot of him, coached him in multiple places, but uh, what did you think of his game on yeah, that Thursday I he night? Played, I thought he played outstanding and just his ability – uh, to continuously drop back and, and whether it was play pass, whether it was some of the keeper game, um, getting a rhythm and then some of the plays he made on third down, seeing the coverages, hey, they're doubling Justin, let's work this side. Uh, or, you know, we've got a plan for the double to Justin where he's going to win versus that. Um, and his ability to just let his back foot hit, he played real grounded throughout the whole night decisive with his decisions, accurate. Mm. Um, I thought he was outstanding, and, and I, I think based upon his two games of inventory, I think there's you know, some plays here or there uh, that Kirk would tell you I'd love to have back, but um, how he's played has been a winning formula for us. We just haven't won football games because of a lot of things outside of Kirk's control, and, and that's where we got to do a better job around him. Um, you know, we're, We've played eight linemen through 
basically eight quarters at this point, hoping to solidify that a little bit, not only bringing Dalton in, but getting CD back. We'll see where Garrett's at as the week progresses. So I think, you know, if we've been able to weather this storm, now we've got to go produce and, and find a way to win against a really good team at U.S. Bank. KOC, your, um, uh, your players and coaches, and, and for, for me, this would include you, seem to have a high level of vulnerability. And, and, and what I mean is, like, whether it's a practice or during the game, the chest taps of, like, that's me, yeah. that's on me, that's yeah. my bad. Well, I mean, that's a wonderful quality for people to have, specifically in such a, a, a violent, physical, high-energy, fast-type career, you know? Yeah, I think it, it all comes back to what we're trying to build here. It's got to be something um, that uh, your culture leads you through, uh, some of these tough times that will inevitably hit. Um, I think it's always important to build a culture around looking inward first, um, out of that personal responsibility you have uh, to your teammates, to your players, if you're a coach. And, and obviously, I feel uh, so incredibly fortunate to have the group that we have. Um, just knowing that sometimes um, you got to coach these guys hard. You got to let them know the truth. You got to let them know exactly uh, what's transpired that they could do better. But it always starts uh, with that vulnerability of being able to say, hey, guys, this is on me, or this is what I need to do better. Um, and I think our leadership responds to that. I think our young guys respond to our leadership of our team. And uh, I know one thing, this team's going to compete like crazy. Um, and, and when, uh, you know, that minus six number, we've got a goal right now to try to get that back to zero as soon as possible. What's that look like? You can't turn it over and you've got to force turnovers on defense. Get that number back to zero. And uh, we'll take a look at the box scores after that. And over the course of an entire season, I have a, a lot of confidence that we're going to get to that place. X's and O's on this Wednesday evening with Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, courtesy of the Minnesota Lottery. It, there's a lot on J.J.'s plate, isn't there? I mean, like, like it, well, it's just there have been a couple of times early in the season where we've seen Kirk had to, like, put him into a right spot and, and with the play clock running down. And, and just my initial thought is, to get him open and move him around, holy cow, it's voluminous, isn't it? Yeah, every, every single uh, game, you know, even calling it sometimes, you're, uh, as we put the plans together, it's all built upon what we see when he's in certain places and how do we make it so that it's just, uh, you know, uh, press go for the players. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of the challenge a lot of the times is we're not always going to see the exact same J.J. plans. Uh, there's, we've basically, we're two for two seeing – uh, kind of a unique, different approach to how they want to play against him. I thought what he handled the other night in Philly, um, he, we moved him a lot, we motioned him a lot, um, running a lot of different kind of route stems that kind of start out looking the same to the defense that are different. Yeah. Um, and his just ability to play fast and explosive um, is, is just world class. And what it does when we can protect the quarterback and, and try to give J.J. a chance to get down the field um, it opens things up for everybody else. It opens things up for TJ and potentially Jordan working the other side of the field, down the field, like it's happened a couple times so far. Um, and then ultimately trying to just make sure we're doing everything we can to limit the stress of those guys up front because it's a challenge. Every team you play in this league seems to have pass rushers. I mean, really, we had two straight weeks of mm -hmm. uh, really interior issues to go along with those outside backers, those defensive ends that yeah. both those teams had. And this week will be no different with Mac and Bosa, and then they've got some real talented guys inside. Um, now, how about uh, that Chargers two-point hit? 
to the offensive lineman Trey Pipkins. Yep. And I don't. I'm sure you saw it uh, in the second quarter of the Titans game. Yep. Trey, Trey Pipkins, Apple Valley High School, by the way. Your friend Brandon Staley. He. Um, he has some tricks up his sleeve, doesn't he? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I have so much respect for Brandon. We've coached together. We've, we've known each other for a long time now. And um, I think he's a great coach. I really, I really do. And I think him going out and adding Kellen Moore, who's another guy I have so much respect for, building offenses that have uh, really, uh, you know, all that he's ever done has been successful as a play caller and an offense builder. Um, so that's a combination. That's a heck of a combination when you think about schematics on offense and defense. So we've got a challenge as a staff this week. Um, I know Flo and I feel the utmost respect for kind of those counterparts on the other side. And we've got to deliver plans to our players that give them a chance to, you know, combat not only what we've seen on tape, but where we think they may go with their particular side of the ball. Kevin, is, is it fair to say Brandon is one of your best friends, if not your best friend in football and your families are very close? Yeah, he's, uh, he's right up there. We both got to L.A. at the same time. We both, you know, obviously coaching there. And then he... Uh, he takes off to the other team in L.A., and, uh, you know, I, get, I got to hang back with Sean for another year it's before. Like brother versus brother. That's, it's, it's what it feels like at times. Yeah. You know, we're both so competitive, and uh, we both want to win so badly. Um, but it always comes back to the respect factor of knowing what, it, what he works like, knowing what uh, type of preparation he puts into games. And, uh, yeah, our families, our kids, our wives are very, very close. We always see each other in the off-seasons, and uh, that won't ever change. But as I know Brandon's doing as we speak, uh, he's trying to do everything he can to come in and get a win, and we're trying to do everything we can uh, to get our first win, and it's going to be as competitive as you can imagine on Sunday. And, and KOC, uh, you guys keep losing at the wire by a nose, and we know the details to the reasons there. We talked about it with the Gibbs. Well, they keep taking dirty losses at the wire. That Miami loss was, um, I mean, excuse me, the Tennessee loss was yeah. unbelievable. What, so what are some things that they're doing well? Yeah, well, I think offensively everything goes through the quarterback, and there's very few quarterbacks in this league that I think are, you know, at Justin Herbert's level. Just the overall awareness, how he runs that offense, gets them in and out of plays, you know, into premier looks, and, and then just purely throwing the football. Big, tall, strong, um, commands the field, sees the whole field. He's tough. He'll stand in there um, and make some unbelievable throws in, uh, you know, in the face of pressure. They've got the skill players across the board you know, to go along with some pretty experienced guys up front. Yeah. Uh, defensively, <laughs> you know, I just think um, they've kind of been working through some injuries here and there. But uh, you know, Mac and Bosa, uh, I don't know if you can have two better you know, core foundational players out on the edge as far as guys that have done it for a long time in this league. Um, and then they feel, it, it feels like a fast team. It feels like uh, they fly around, they play hard. Um, so really, um, really diving in on the why behind them being 0-2, I'm sure they would have, you know, details, you know, honed in on why that's happened. Um, but games are going to be close in this league. They always are. Um, Got to find a way to win those in the end. I expect this game to be close this weekend. And, and, and our plan uh, is to prepare our guys to be at their best when they need to be to go get our first win. Last one, Coach, and we thank you for the time. Uh, Vikings and Chargers, noon KFAM this weekend. <laughs> uh, two into it, you know, the, the team's long run is nine. So, so what plays into that, and, and should it be much higher? Well, I think there's been some examples where, you know, we could, we could have a little bit more there 
Um, but it comes down to 11 guys doing their job. We got a chance over this past weekend to really dive into our run game, uh, take a look at it in each individual run, then get to do that with the players and, and kind of express mm. exactly what we need to have happen, whether it's uh, a little bit more physical in some spots or whether it's making sure we've got great hat placement at the second level to turn that three or four yard run hopefully into eight to ten or maybe even more. Um, we got to give Alex and Ty a chance to get going a little bit before they're, you know, seeing their first contact. And um, both the Buccaneers and the Eagles, historically, uh, since Todd Bowles and, and really that the, a lot of that personnel on defense for the Eagles, if anything, they've just added younger pieces yeah. to, to go along with Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and some of those guys. We knew in those games uh, there'd be some tough downs, but we do want to run the football. Um, we do want to move the football and, 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 and find a way to score points, and we've got to commit to it, but we've also got to understand uh, that we've been pretty darn explosive throwing the ball and how we marry all that together and build an offense for each individual Sunday is what we're working towards as coaches to give our guys the best possible chance. I appreciate you. Good yeah, luck. Thank you. Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm Paul Allen. Chris Rump, defensive line coach around the corner on X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings Radio Network and Vikings.com. Chris Rump, excellent defensive line coach for the Minnesota Vikings, is our next guest on X's and O's. But first, score big with tailgate spices. Try Skull Season Salt, Personal Foul Chicken, Kale Mary Vegetable, and more. The taste of victory is at tailgatespices.com. Here comes Chris to join us now. Uh, it's a very special week, I would imagine, for our defensive line coach. Home game with a chance to secure victory number one. And his son, Chris Rump II, is an outside linebacker for the L.A. Chargers. What, uh, what's the week like for you and your son, given you guys play his team? Uh, are, are you going to be texting and talking much this week? Or what does the dad do on a week like this? You know, you know we, I'm still preparing. Um, he's still preparing. We both are professionals. And... Um, I think mom will be the, be the middle ground. You know? <laughs> Who she can root for. Uh, she better root for me if she knows what's good for her. <laughs> nah, uh. More than likely, she's, <laughs> she's going to want her, her baby boy to do well, but of course she's going to want the Vikings to win. Yeah. So um, That's a, we're excited. It's a unique opportunity here. I mean, remember all that allowance I gave you when you were stuck? There remember you when go. you had no money when you went to Duke and old dad came through and everything? Every, every time. Come on, just uh, just one play. Just give me one play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? But it's I think it's fantastic, man. And and uh, your son, Chris Rump II, played football at Duke. So correct me if I'm wrong here, Chris, but I think you were you were coaching a high school football team in South Carolina when he was born, like right around that time. Correct. I know you're from South Carolina. You've been all over the place. We've talked about it before with Alabama, two-time national champion, stuff like that. But the journey with your son to where you are. You've done this for quite some time, but it's still relatively new for him. What's that journey been like? So it's been a really good um, journey. I think uh, my wife and I, we've done, a, uh, and all the people, family, friends, and community have done a great job of raising them. And I think some of the times that we move, at first you look at it as a curse, but I think that helped with its maturity and being able to handle adversity, yep. and handle different adapting. situations. Adapting, correct. So. Yep. I think that prepared him for this moment and this stage of his life right now. And uh, we just, man, just, just blessed, man. God is 
been really, really, really Amen. good to me. Amen. That's beautiful, man. Lowry, Phillips, Bullard, and uh, Tonga. Uh, what's it like working with those guys? It's very good, man. Every day is a, is a challenge, you know, just trying to um, get the best out of them. They're trying to get the best out of me and um, just working. we got great guys, great attitudes, coming to work every day. Um, true pros. Uh, with Dean Lowry, the former Packer, what kind of a start is he off to? He's off to, I thought uh, the first game, uh, he, was, he was really well. I thought this last game, um, probably, if you ask him, he was probably upset with himself. Uh, he probably felt like he left a couple of plays out there, and, and I feel the same way. And so I'm looking for, I'm excited to see the bounce back from him. The, um, and this is certainly in no way to shortchange the L.A. Chargers offensive line, specifically Slater, that left tackle. Lindsley's a center, used to play for Green Bay. I mean, he's, he's crafty. But that Eagles offensive line with Kelsey in the middle and their size with, like, Dickerson, you, you just don't see that too often, do you? Yeah, a lot of mass. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of mass. And, and they're guys. smart. They're smart. And uh, Coach Stoutland, uh, O-line coach, that does a good job with those guys. So uh, um, they had a, it was a good game plan, and um, those guys executed it, and uh, we just came up short. What um, uh, Chris Rump, defensive line coach for the Minnesota Vikings on X's and O's, we're in very deep stretch, and the Vikings hooked the Chargers Sunday, U.S. Bank Stadium, 10 o'clock for the pregame on KFA, and then the boom shortly after noon. Uh, Justin Herbert, what, uh, what are some keys to disrupting him? Man, this guy is, uh, you know, first of all, he's a big quarterback. He's size, and he can see over a lot of things. He has a lot of arm talent. Uh, the thing that makes him special is uh, not only the arm talent, the, the, ability, the ability to see, but he also is he's athletic. He's more athletic than you would want him to be, so he can, he can get out of situations. So we're going to have to do a really good job of getting in his face, getting our hands up, and getting him off his spot and, and trying to create as much chaos for him as possible. And, and if, you know, Eckler didn't play in the last game, but, uh, but say Eckler plays. I mean, I can see what they're doing here, right? With Eckler, shifty, catches it as well as anybody. Kelly wants to beat on you between tackles. That's, a, that's not a bad formula. No, they got, you know, they got a really good uh, one-two punch with both those guys. Uh, each guy bring a little something different to the game. And, you know, of course, Eckler third down, you know, he creates some matchups and he does a really good job. And they do a good job of using those guys. So it's up to us to come up with a game plan to try to neutralize some of the things that they do great. And uh, you do an excellent job, too. God bless you. Thanks. And enjoy the weekend, okay? Yes, sir. Yeah, have a blessed day. Chris Rump, defensive line coach for the Minnesota Vikings, concluding X's and O's with Kevin O'Connell. Vikings and Chargers coming up this weekend at noon right here on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. These days, replacing appliances can be a major headache. It feels like the cards are stacked against you. But at Warner Stellion, the only thing we stack are the savings. Our appliance specialists will help you choose from the area's best selection. You'll enjoy instant savings. Then we stack savings of $50 to $500 for each appliance. That's up to $3,900 with stacked savings you can't get elsewhere. You can trust Minnesota's original appliance specialist, Warner Stellion.